Masks for family? Check. Garden cleanup? Check. Schedule back pain visit? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Preach with great expectations. Hi, and welcome to Preaching Points. Glad you could join us today. You're listening to the bi-weekly podcast of the Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, Haddon Robinson Center for Preaching. And today, Pablo Jimenez and Pat Batten are talking about preaching and expectations. As preachers, what are our expectations when we enter the pulpit? What are your expectations when you go to the pulpit? Do you actually expect something to happen in response to your sermon? This question has come to my mind several times now that I am not a pastor anymore. I'm usually the guest preacher now. And in some churches, I see like a rush to end the service and let's go to refreshments that sometimes they don't even pray for people who have been touched by the sermon. So here's my question. Are we coming to the pulpit with expectations at all? What do you think? Pablo, I think it's a great question. And I think it's one that preachers need to ask themselves every single Sunday. When you raised the question, you reminded me this was years ago at uh, Grace Chapel in Lexington, Massachusetts, when Gordon McDonald was the pastor there. He would sit in the front pew with his wife, Gail, and every Sunday before he got up to preach, she would squeeze his hand and whisper in his ear, preach for change, Gordon, preach for change. And I just love that story. The Word of God is powerful. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11 describes it in the following way. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. In similar ways, Hebrews 4.10 affirms, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Therefore, if preaching is the exposition of this powerful word of God, then preaching should elicit a response from the congregation. Preaching must cause something to happen in the lives and minds of those who hear. For that reason, I ask, what are our expectations when we go to the pulpit? Are we actually expecting something to happen? If we don't, then the sermon may become just a chore, something that we perform as part of a liturgic routine, but the sermon is not just an item to be checked as done. On the contrary, it must be seen as a powerful exposition of the Word of God, a call to deep reflection that transforms 
the life of the audience. And we need to understand that we must have a moment to allow people to respond to the Word. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And to remember that God transforms lives, and He does it all the time. And that preaching event, what an opportunity for Him to work. And when it becomes routine for us, then something's really gone wrong. It is very powerful when somebody comes up to you after the sermon and tells you, I felt as if you were telling my me. story. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so if we don't have a moment for the response, it may be silence. Mm-hmm. It may be an altar call. It may be pastoral prayer. It may be just asking people to stand up and pray for each other. Right. But we need a moment so that people can respond. Another thing that's happening now with the recordings and live transmissions of sermons is that there are sermons that you can marinate on and then hear again Mm. and again. And that is very powerful. I'm talking about power. Paul wrote to the Corinthians in the second chapter, the first four verses of his first letter. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you. I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith, may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Hmm. So that is my big idea or main point for today. Whenever we preach, let us go to the pulpit with great expectations. Thanks, Pablo. Yeah, go to the pulpit with great expectations. That is the big idea for today. Well, thanks for joining us for Preaching Points, the bi-weekly podcast of the Haddon Robinson Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Our center is constantly trying to promote excellence in preaching. And one of the ways we do that is through our flexible, modular THM in preaching program. For more information, you can check out our website at gcts.edu. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Preaching Points. It's planting season. That means that now is the perfect time to add some color to your yard. And for that, you can't do better than roses from Proven Winners Color Choice Shrubs. They're the ones in the white containers. Each one has been trialed and tested by a team of expert horticulturists. Look for Proven Winners Roses in the white containers at your local garden center because you and your home deserve the best. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor.